You Who Dare, a podcast about the TV show Ice Road Truckers. I'm Graham, here with me is Jake, and we are your Pathfinders on this frozen journey. Jake, what's up, my dude? What it do, Graham? What it do indeed, my man. Oh, yeah. You you snuck in the, uh, the uh, podcast episode start on me. That's how I do, trying to catch a hot mic. Calling, calling someone a son of a bitch. <laughs> Ooh, you oh, son of a bitch. Grandpa, you stinker. <laughs> oh, man. How uh, how are you living? I'm living good, man. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> Got Bloomberg on the mind. You, uh... Yeah, rolling, uh, rolling good, man. I was we, Graham and I had a real fun little reminiscence about some the last uh, Democratic presidential primary set in which Mike Bloomberg got his shit absolutely wrecked by uh, Elizabeth um, w- Warren. <laughs> <laughs> man, that yeah. was amazing. Like she really. We should build a statue of her to commemorate that because it was a fucking incredible public service. Yeah, it just ended a person's entire public persona just in one go. Yes, <laughs> and it was it was great and it was perfect <laughs> when yeah. when a rich white man injects himself into that forum. We do not need to give him time. <laughs> To, to make this case i think we can figure out what the fuck is going on and we can just deal with that right out the gate that's right um and uh speaking of just rich guys inserting themselves i also shared tom steyer <laughs> a memory <laughs> the, the incredible memory of tom steyer <laughs> in the south carolina primary uh, fucking getting juvenile to come to his uh his <laughs> primary party and sing back that ass up while he dances on stage alone with juvenile and the juvenile crew just uh just inc- I just what what a what a beautiful cringe truly in- <laughs> truly incredible <laughs> uh, I love seeing rich people embarrass themselves. <laughs> <laughs> fun times mm-hmm. well what's what's uh something you're looking forward to man it's the middle uh, of winter we're like fully oof. past the holidays now we are in the dull dark season give us a little light a little light um we were uh gonna go on a trip to florida but it fell through so mm. that would have been okay. cool yeah that would have been nice (laughs) what would have looked forward to that Mm um yeah let's see um i guess saint paul has decided to start doing um um voluntary plowing or something which is where they just like kind of like plow the streets but don't tell anybody so you you like don't have to move your car but they recommend it, but you don't get in trouble if you don't. So now all the streets are like fucking half plowed. That sounds super <laughs> shitty. It's like just, <laughs> just send out the text, everyone, and we'll move our cars, and then the streets will get fucking plowed, and then just, <laughs> just all the streets are fucking half plowed. It's awful. <laughs> well, that's some Minneapolis type shit there. 
Oh, man. Good thing, good thing we gave that boy a good, strong office to do his mayoring from. <laughs> <laughs> what Does he do anything with plowing? Has he changed anything there? Or is that he just... Well, it's all it him was? now. It's all him now. Everything, oh, he's doing it all. It's, okay. just, it's just the Jacob show. Him and the <laughs> He drives guys. the plows. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, yeah, sorry I mean, to hear did... about the Florida trip. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> That sucks. No, no big deal. I will we'll figure out something else to do. It was a bad idea. It was um um Arnie, who at this point is a character on our show. We love Arnie. <laughs> yes, we do. He uh honorary just, trucker Arnie. Oh man. I he would love to be a truck driver. <laughs> <laughs> he pretends to be a farmer yeah. for the last twenty years, so uh, it feels right up his alley. Um he decided like last week that he wanted to go to um, Florida. He wanted to go to um, Sanibel in okay. like a month. And we were like, we've done this a couple times where we've tried to find places on short notice and they don't exist. Uh-huh. And he was like adamant. And then um, turns out there are no places. So, <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> That's so like, maybe we'll, let's plan ahead for next year. So. Nah. Gotta wait no, for the inspiration to strike. We're gonna forget, and then you know <laughs> he's gonna be like sick of winter, like mid January, and want to go immediately again. So, aha, uh-huh. that's just how it happens. <laughs> how we do? <laughs> what uh, what you got? Uh, what are you looking forward to at? <laughs> what you got? <laughs> well, quick, quick uh, uh, highlight from today: I saw a fox run across the road. As oh, I was no driving shit. over Minnehaha Creek, so that was pretty dope. Nice. Mm-hmm. I didn't know they had those uh, in the city here. Yeah, I've that's down the, by the creek, second huh? time I've seen one down by this the creek. The other time was in the summer, think July. I feel like. All right. So you got a uh, snow foxes and summer foxes. Yeah. Um, so that's dope. Uh, this weekend is a St. Paul cat show. Oh, okay. Is, uh, George McMuffins, you, uh, getting him ready? No, he will not be. He's not really a competition cat. He's what we call ugly. He's not a pretty (laughs) cat. (laughs) No, he's competition. It's such a, like, new money thing, you know? <laughs> he doesn't have time for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I am I've never uh been to that with Katie before, so we're looking forward to doing that. Hell this yeah. weekend also uh St. Paul Winter Carnival and the Great Northern Festival is happening. So there's a lot of a lot of cool shit happening up in the metro area. Is um Winter Carnival is that the, with the huge ice castles and stuff? It is. Okay, all right. I remember there was a time where that was like canceled, wasn't going to happen, and then I think there was some sort of angel investor, and we got it back. Oh, like canceled due to like financial reasons? Yeah, yeah, straight up. They were like, "Yeah, we're not, we can't do it." Oh, damn! I was not aware yeah. of that. Oh, uh, yeah. I figured years it ago. might have been canceled because of the novel coronavirus. No, they were just. Just yeah. ran out of the money for it. Okay. Just didn't have the money to make the ice. <laughs> water water prices are going up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, shit sucks, huh? 
<laughs> yeah, man. Between <laughs> gas and water, it's like <laughs> got that fucking inflation. It's bringing me down. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, well, uh, should we just get into get into it? Sure, man. (laughs) (laughs) Let's dive right into this. What's uh? Oh yeah, Uh, season four, episode five, trapped on thin ice. Word. Yeah, man. Um, pretty um, pretty wild title. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) it's very evocative. Yes. I, I, most of the words are lies. Most of the words are indeed lies. I'll, well, I, trapped, let me not re- thin. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, no trapped, no thin. I guess on ice. They should have just called the episode on ice. On ice. Most so, episodes some on ice. ice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wrote eighteen words of notes about this episode. No. <laughs> one of those words is a number, and one is, I think, just some errant keystrokes. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Dude? Like, I mean, you're in a ulp, ulp. <laughs> it's like you fell asleep. <laughs> a- accurate. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, what do you say we just do our um, highlights and lowlights from this episode? You obviously have it. maybe Extensive. one of those. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's all up here. All right, right on, dude. Right on. <laughs> um, all right, you want to start highlights or lowlights? Uh, we. I feel like let's go high. Let's flip on the high beams. Okay. All right. Yeah, all right, I like that. Um, Word. do you want me to go first or you got one? Fire it up. All right. My highlight and maybe my only highlight from this episode. Mm. I have to think on that for a minute is we get a Phil Billy sighting. Hell yes. Hell yeah, man. I was I was so downtrodden <laughs> by the end of this episode. Word. <laughs> and then and then at the very end, we see some meat on a grill. Yes. I'm like, it's like, this looks like an outdoor grilling thing. And then you hear the beautiful dulcet tones of mm. Phil Billy popping in. Yes. Uh, it was it was magical. It was exactly <laughs> what I wanted. Hell yeah. Did it make you want to eat a whole onion? I <laughs> <laughs> did they. I don't think there were even veggies. Uh, shown were there did you notice i so honestly i watched the episode i did not see this <laughs> you didn't see so did we watch different episodes again i mean all the other shit like matches up but okay all right you might need to go back and rewatch this dude so this um uh fuck what happened oh yeah so um at the end of the episode um Hugh and Alex, I get, I guess, make it to um, uh, Prudhoe and Hugh beats Alex and they make a big fucking deal about, you know, how he won the dash for the cash. Nobody gets any more money from mm-hmm. getting first place. Mm-hmm. Why would why, they're like, it's like making them look like they're cranking the shit down as fast as they can to see who can get their load off. It's like, it doesn't matter. Nobody makes any more money. Anyway, so they do that and then. Um, 
And then the next thing we see, I think maybe they, I don't even think they show them like picking up another load. We just see uh, a, we just see Phil Billy's grill and, and Hugh coming up there. And then Alex, Alex in the background and they like call Alex over to eat the meat with them. Yes. Yes. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, does any of this make sense? Yes. It was, it really was weird editing, but um, and they also don't at no point do they say it's Phil. Yeah, it's only Damn, for the real sucks. heads out there. You gotta show Phil Billy some love. Even the closed caption uh, <laughs> called him driver. Oh, ouch. <laughs> it's just it's just referred to as driver. <laughs> <laughs> driver, <laughs> truck person. <laughs> oh man. Ah. Uh. So that's wow. So even that one highlight also kind of included a low light. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would say two low lights. <laughs> the closed caption calling him driver and the just uh manufactured uh like tension and race between Alex and Hugh. Yeah. About who makes it to Prudho first. Like the whole race and I don't know. Yeah. Why? Why would I care? What? What incentive do I have as a viewer to give a shit? Who? Right. I am I missing? I'm not missing something, right? No, you're not. You're not missing anything. <laughs> like there wasn't a thing where they were like, okay, but the person who gets the loads there first makes more money. Right. It's just like you know, com- it's they have to have a completed loads to make the money. Yeah, there are no stakes. It's not like okay. Alex is hollering this one for all those hungry folks in District 11. Uh, <laughs> sure hope he gets there first. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, um, so my highlight yeah, also derived from the Alex Hugh interactions. And it was right at the top of the episode when Alex is preparing to leave and he gets a call on his phone and we hear, like the super old school phone ring and that just cracked my shit up man i haven't heard that that in forever that's great is it and it's his little flip phone isn't it oh it is a flippy boy you got it oh hell yeah absolutely now jake is that did he get that call from hugh is that what that call is and is that the call where Hugh says he's going to be right up your ass? That's that would be correct. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that was Hugh calling to threaten Alex, <laughs> and just you know a normal threat. He's just saying like a normal threat, like hey, you better watch out because I'm going to be right up your ass. <laughs> just like you know normally how you threaten somebody and you say that. <laughs> oh man. So we should probably get into them low lights, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I uh I didn't think of any more highlights. <laughs> there were some g- kind of um this episode had some unintentionally grim territory. Yeah. Like the the sort of d- dark persona of Hugh the just sort of like empty bankruptness really he went <laughs> really shown through he went full joker this episode man <laughs> he was unhinged 
and to to that point, um, early, so this one of my lowlights, um, early in the episode, I think it may have been right after that call or something with that call, something with like early on in the episode, him and Alex are you know going back and forth, and we get Hugh doing this weird maniacal laugh. <laughs> And I think even like they do like a little like sound or like music sting with it too, where there's like, like tense strings and they like really do it up to where it's like, what it it feels like they're making it like creepy. It, in it's like horror movie, like super creepy. It's <laughs> like, it goes like, we've all seen Hugh, you know, like have a chuckle about busting someone's chops or whatever. But this is like way, way beyond that. He just fucking keeps laughing. Yeah. <laughs> I found out. So this is um, this will lead into, I'm sure, one of your lowlights. Um, mm-hmm. I'd be amazed if it's not. But um, the, the, the weird laugh was uh, when he boxed in Alex. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he boxes him in uh at cold foot like because alex gets there first and he's like i'm gonna box him in so he can't leave before me because i gotta beat him and when he like box him in he laughs maniacally to himself and it's really creepy he really does and it's also like my first thought was like that seems dangerous like that seems perhaps actually harmful (laughs) yeah oh yeah man man. so that was a real that was a real bummer and then (laughs) then um do you want to describe what happens as a result of the box again no can that be your low can you that that'll be your low light (laughs) you go ahead and let that be your low light so by boxing him in what what hugh means is that he parks super close to alex on one side and on the other side there's like a pickup truck parked also super close and like kind of in front of him. So it's not yeah. like actually fully boxed in, but it's a real tight squeeze. Mm-hmm. And Alex believes, decides he can <laughs> just go ahead and pull forward and get through there. And he does. And he absolutely snaps the mirror on the truck, <laughs> like the, the pickup truck. And so then he's like writing, he's <laughs> leaving a note and, Alex is just looking like pretty kind of sad in these episodes lately, just Mm -hmm. like run down and defeated. (laughs) So he's got to write a note to this dude being like, sorry, I fucked up your mirror. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the whole thing kind of (laughs) sucks. Yeah. I mean, that really bummed me out that he like wrote that note and like also his like his kind of reaction to it was like, Oh, whoops. Oh, whoops. I, uh, he kind of like laughs to himself, but not like a confident laugh. And like, yeah, I'll write this note and, uh, buy this guy a new mirror, I guess. Like, oh, I'm sure that's not fun for you. I will also say, like, there were a couple seconds where I was not convinced Alex was even going to stop. Yeah. <laughs> and I was reflecting on the, like, um, yeah. you know, the delineator that he hit. And then I was like, wait a minute. Alex hit a parked car, like a parked, a stationary vehicle while he was driving. 
that's mm. got to be an issue, right? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but yeah, man. that's That feels to me like the the boss fella is going to have some opinions about how that should be handled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, two things happen after this that are actually lowlights for me. Mm. One is the guy comes out mm-hmm. who owns the truck and is Alex's like, well, let me pay you for it. And he like opens up his wallet and that guy's just like, no, that's fine. It'll just match the one on the other side. That one's broken too. I was like, well, that's kind of weird and a bummer. And like Alex should pay the guy for it probably. Um, I mean, I guess nice of the guy, but he's also like on camera. And I don't know. It just felt like a weird situation for everybody involved. Totally. <laughs> um, and then so this is my my maybe my biggest uh, bummer from this episode is we see Hugh come out. <laughs> <laughs> his fucking truck <laughs> he surveys the scene it's like oh I guess Alex got out of here he sees the guy's broken mirror and starts laughing so much to himself <laughs> and then laughing about how Alex broke the guy's mirror and I'm like motherfucker what? how about you pay for the guy's mirror <laughs> this is your fault too dude you're Dumbass box somebody else in. Yes. Takes no responsibility for it at all. Just laughs at he or at Alex. (laughs) Man. What a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. You, uh, you have any other lowlights from this app? Um, let me think. You know what? Actually, let me throw out a highlight. Ooh, yes. If I if I may. Mm-hmm. Um there's a super creepy weird scene with Lisa driving through ice fog that we've yes. never like learned about before. And it's kind of it's for one thing it's interesting that at this point in season 4 um when we've seen a number of episodes and the show has also just like basically given up on explaining anything (laughs) like we suddenly learned that when trucks drive through ice fog like static like check me if i don't articulate this right but static electricity i think kind of builds up as the truck like moves through the ice crystals uh and it causes the radio to like emit this kind of high pitched noise just like on its own, even when it's turned off. That's correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sick. Good book record book report. Um, so yeah, it like does sound, you know, it definitely seems a little otherworldly and like she's driving through the ice fog. I don't know. That was just super cool. Like I was kind of transfixed by that. The um once again the show like really does this up too and laid over you know kind of the visuals of the ice fog and the sound of the radio being weird we get some like really tense string music from uh, the music department <laughs> and um then it's for some reason they're cutting 
to a wolf running in the snow interspersed with like video of Lisa driving. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And then they cut to this like weird, like blood red moon rising over the mountains also. It's just like this. It felt like a fucking David Lynch movie. Yes. Hell (laughs) yes. That's awesome. (laughs) I was like, what? It was it was rad, but it was also where is this coming from? (laughs) I think the show sometimes um, sees like an opportunity and really goes for it. Yes. Yeah. The the like technical production crew on this show, accepting the CGI. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Does do some really good work. (laughs) Totally. Um, as, and I, I would definitely say the sound guy really makes his mark on this show. Like, yes. do you remember that uh, he did like some weird alien music or something? Oh my god, yes. A couple episodes ago, yeah. Damn, that ruled. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> the techno stuff. Yeah, yeah, he just really goes for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh man. Um, here's, here's what I thought was going to be a really good highlight for this app. We'd watched a bunch of boring shit and then I was like, oh, hell yeah. Um, but it turned out to be a low light. We see, (laughs) we see our avalanche guy, Reed, the the gun boy. (laughs) I think it's the same guy who like goes, this is zero failure mission. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There can't be more than one avalanche guy, but they they show, the <laughs> yeah, they show a, a avalanche guy, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, we get to see the gun again!" And then he just it he just hikes out in the snow and like takes measurements and then like cuts them away and like talks about the layer of the snow, and it's like, "Yeah, this could be an avalanche," and that was it. Was <laughs> you have to shoot it now. Yeah, they definitely teed. They didn't they didn't um, set expectations well Mm -hmm. because like they could have pitched this as like, you know, the Reed doesn't just shoot awesome guns to make the snow go big (laughs) and fast. (laughs) The first thing he does with these like really interesting like surveys and studies, but instead they were like, Reed needs to make sure there's no avalanches and they just get us so hungry for that big, awesome, great gun. I want that (laughs) gun. Not deliver. (laughs) It's like Chekhov's missile launcher. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Mm. What else you got in this uh, this here? Dude, uh, that's all I got. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> I'll throw two more at you. Uh, and they're both uh, pretty. They're connected. They're both Jack Jesse things. Mm. Um, so Jack Jesse is hauling fuel. And it is absolutely crucial. The show makes mm. us well aware that is absolutely crucial. Yes. That it makes it to Newixit. Newixit? Yes. Something yes. like that. Newixit. I'm going to call it Newixit. Um, <clears throat> and so, whatever. The show's making a big deal out of it. And he uh, gets up to Prudhoe and they ask like 70 miles on, I think, the open water or on on some sort of ice. Um, And this is where the 
title of the episode comes from, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is Trapped on Thin Ice, because it we start getting a lot of wind and it's blowing and his visibility goes down and he's he decides to stop. Mm-hmm. And I would say even with them really trying to edit it and make it seem like he's trapped out there or something, there's no way he stopped for more than five minutes (laughs) (laughs) before deciding, uh, yeah, I guess I'll keep going. And then like, he just makes it fine. So (laughs) just like that, that really manufactured, um, uh, I don't know, drama of the show there was a bummer. And then piling onto that bummer for me was we get the history of this Nuixic town, mm. which is it is an indigenous people's town. And it, it's a group of indigenous people who lived like in the Prudhoe Bay area, but they were they were coastal and they made all their money uh, uh, or made their living uh, killing whales like whaling. Well, when um, and they owned all that land. Well, when oil was found up there, they were basically their land was bought out by these companies um, and they were displaced more or less. And they now live in like this. I don't know, like it looks like a developed little town. It's like a real a grid of little houses and stuff like that. Um, and it really the show really does not do a good job of like. I don't know, giving much of their history or I, I don't know. I just want I want the show to acknowledge that like those people were displaced by these huge companies and not just like they, you know, they're it's like they lost their heritage, which was whaling and their land and stuff like that. And now they've got this like village that subsists off of oil from the companies that they sold their land to. Yeah, that's, you know, <clears throat> this is making me think this in earlier seasons, the show was like really stridently pro extraction. Like it was really hitting hard the narrative of like the the future of the north, the, the global economy is the diamonds and the oil, mm-hmm. you know, in a totally uncomplicated way. <laughs> yeah, And that does seem to have stopped. But they clearly are, like, not interested in exploring, like, the sort of history, culture, justice, like, issues <laughs> involved in this whole <clears throat> economic enterprise. Yeah. Well, it would probably go against the point of the show, which is, you know, supplying these oil companies with goods so that they continue to drill oil. I get. I mean, here again is where it would be so interesting to have this show produced by like a more like a a documentary filmmaker than a reality TV producer, because it's like, you know, there's there's a super interesting and complicated story here about like Ray, who is like taking this up because his like home building business collapsed in the Great Recession and you know, he's now employed by these companies to like do this work so that he can, cause this is like the way he found to feed his family. You know, there's <laughs> a real, there's a real kind of people's perspective. I hear, I think that would probably be fairly 
radical <laughs> for the yeah. history channel to air <laughs> <laughs> dude you hit on something that really struck me there which is i think i have been judging this show and wanting desperately for this show to be a documentary and it mm. is not a documentary <laughs> yeah no actually that uh i have been too <laughs> <laughs> Huh. Uh, that's boy. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like there, like you said, th- there is a show that I would really want to watch. Like there, there is a documentary here of both like the history of the area, and then like I mean, you have to get rid of Hugh, but like the that's fine. The, but like you know the human element of these drivers and like why they're driving and um you know like all of the um the challenges of driving and stuff like that and like like that there there is like a documentary film that could have been edited from the same footage for sure more or less i mean you know or footage taken of these people maybe not this footage but yeah i mean yeah, this is all very much from like a decontextualized individualist perspective. Like I'm just trying to get the most loads with like no sense of why that is or like why it's important <laughs> or anything. It's yeah. just it's like gamifying this thing that is not really a game. And this episode maybe more than I mean, it was so stark to me that that exact thing that you just said, that like they were gamifying something that is not a game when Alex and Hugh are like, Hugh is catching up to Alex and like, who's going to make it into Pruto first? And Hugh's almost caught Alex. Oh, Alex took a wrong turn and Hugh's on the radio telling Alex, oh, you fucking idiot, you dumbass. You went the wrong way. I'm going to make it before you. And he gets there and he's cranking his thing down and he gets released first. And Alex is like, oh, shit. Oh, I lost the dash for the cash. Like who? What? It's not. It's all manufactured. Yeah. Hey, Alex has a hundred kids. <laughs> <laughs> I that would be an incredible like just give me a five minute like kind of emotional um, interview of Alex talking about like his kids and doing this, how difficult it is to be out there all this time, what it kind of toll it takes on him and like his failing health and how scared he is about like like that. That's where the drama in the show is. It's like the totally. These people like, you know, doing this for their family and the reasons for doing it. Yeah. Well, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> uh, not, not unless we uh, not unless we make it happen. <laughs> Go rent rent us a camera. <laughs> for, for four Just days. like they did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Hmm. All right. <laughs> well, I, I, do we have anything else to say here? No. <laughs> yeah, let me see if I can find more videos of Tom Steyer doing stupid shit. Oh, very good. Excellent. <laughs>
Yeah. Uh, you can close us out while I uh, see if I can find <sighs> All right. Well, listeners, thank you for joining us on this journey. Um, still looking for your gift registries, your beer donations, your poems. Send those to at few who dare on Insta or on Twitter. And uh, please tell a friend. Um, spread the good word, like and subscribe and heart and follow and slide into those DMs. Do all get all those engagement stats up for us. Um, because we love you. That's right. We love you. <laughs> what Jake said. <laughs> um, I, um, I found a, a list of, um, quotes from, from Tom Steyer. <clears throat> mm. Um, let's see. They're, they're all so fucking boring. <laughs> oh, I know. Wait, I know there are five stages of grief, but my parents raised me up to pull up my socks when times get tough. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> huh. Hmm. Um, I don't. They're all so fucking boring. They're, they're, they're not even like you know, like the dumb. Like I don't, he just, it's just like a lot of stuff about him complaining about Trump. <laughs> yeah, fair. And then just him explaining how he 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 knows about climate change and how it's the biggest problem. Oh, does he? Yeah. That's that's fun. <laughs> Is it <laughs> fun? Uh, this billionaire talking about how he's going to help climate change. Interesting. Um, okay, here here's one last one. We'll close out on this. My mother, Marnie Farstier, <laughs> was a lifelong smoker, up to three packs of unfiltered cigarettes a day. I like to think that if Mom were still with us today. She'd be happy with the strides we've made to protect our children from the ongoing health crisis of tobacco addiction. All right. Not a, as uh, a bold policy stance. <laughs> 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 Thank you for your help on that one, Tom. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I'm going to I spend the rest of my night looking through these. I'll 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 bring back the good ones to the pod next week. All right? Excellent. Very good. In the meantime, folks, hang loose. Keep on ice road trucking.